In today's episode, we're speaking to the amazing RJ Ahmed again. RJ is a young entrepreneur who has recently become the author of the best-selling book, Decades in Days. He is going to be talking to us about how to crush your first or next interview with your dream guest and how to leverage that to push yourself and your business forward into the next level. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And once again, we have the amazing, the wonderful, the fabulous, the talented RJ Ahmed. Welcome, RJ. Hey, Gul. Thank you so much for having me back again. I'm super excited for today. I'm super excited to have you as well, Rajay. We had such fabulous feedback for your last interview. We even got a, a somebody she left us a rating on iTunes as well saying, thank you, RJ. So that's how much they loved your, your interview. So you were amazing. You are inspiration to thousands of people, young and um, um, I, I would say older alike because you are very, very young, but for everyone across all ages. And I think um, for, for sure, I think you hold, give me a lot of hope for my two kids as well. So absolutely. Okay, so... We know how fabulous we are. We've had the intro again, but in your own words, tell us, RJ, what it is that you do. Yeah. So at the moment out there, I'm helping a lot of people out there, especially entrepreneurs and business owners, build their kind of like high ticket shows and, you know, build connection with their dream 100 and leverage them in the long run. So that's actually what I'm doing right now. Apart from them, I do a lot of things. I have my own software. I do affiliate marketing. I do coaching or so, but yeah, that's my main focus right now. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. And that's why we're going to talk about this today's topic, which is how to crush your first or next interview with your dream guest. So first of all, tell us why is this topic so important and why do you want to teach us that? Yeah, so interviews, you know, interviews are one of the best ways to connect with your top influencers in your market. Because Mm. here's the difference between that. Anyone wants to get attention for the people who are successful. Mm. So first thing you have to make sure what makes you different. So when you have a show or a podcast, obviously you have one step ahead leverage apart from the people who want to get attention of them. Mm-hmm. It's super common. When you have a podcast, now the second way of getting leverage is you have to make sure you crush that interview that you mm-hmm. do actually. Because when you really don't do it, you're making you know the exact same podcast that they're actually getting on. Mm-hmm. Because if they're influencers, if they're successful people, obviously they've been on like hundreds or like even mm-hmm. like two to 300 podcasts out there in their whole time frame or whatsoever out there. So we have to make sure after we finally got them on the show, we have to make sure we create a good experience for them mm-hmm. because that's what's going to, you know, open the door for us to build the relation with them and also like, you know, go beyond, do the project with them and so on. Mm. Okay. So this is why making sure that you want, uh, I mean, actually let's do, let's do it this way. How would we connect with people in the first place? So let's, let's start from the basics. How would someone listening to this say, okay, this sounds really good, but how do I even connect with these influencers? I mean, I'm just starting out. Uh, I, I've got this. So I'm, I, you know, because I remember, I remember the, the reason why I started my podcast was when I did one away, one channel, one funnel away challenge. One funnel away. Yep. Yeah. I did that with Steve 
um, Steve, Steve Larson. Larson. Yeah, it was Steve Larson. So it was Russell Brunson's, but he was Steve Larson's doing yeah. the regular coaching. And he's awesome, by the way. Absolutely. Um, so I, he's the one who, who said, look, you need to be doing something every single day. You need to be putting content out. Now, I don't put content out every single day, but this gets me enough leverage that my podcast is, and we do three times a week. And But it's because of him. It made me aware that I need to have something out, which is mine, which is my platform. So, how, you know, so if someone has, okay, someone's like me, he said, okay, I've, I've got a podcast now. How would I attract these amazing influencers to come on my podcast? Because I'm just a big, uh, I'm a newbie. Okay. So we're going to talk about everything around tactics and implementations. Okay? okay. I don't want anyone to be like the people who are watching or listening to be like, hey, you know, this fluff or like, okay, it's probably going to be good to you, good for you out there. Mm-hmm. I want it to be direct implementation out there that me or anyone out there who actually followed the framework made it happen. So the very first thing you have to make sure you create your dream 100 list right. are the people that you want to interview on your show. Mm-hmm. It is super simple, but most people don't even do that. You know, yes. I had 80 to 90 people out there when I was starting out and it, it just expands, you know, it just expands. 80 to 90 people, even though if you have like 20 people, you're good to go in the start. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, add pe- people later on, yeah. but have people that you want on your show. So before that, you have to be clear on the purpose and the agenda of the show. Hmm. You have to be clear what your show name is because what makes a show different is, for example, if you're doing just another Facebook live interview or just another podcast, it's just another piece of content you're putting there. But when you create a show and have a clear agenda of the show or the clear guests and the audience, you're pretty much clear on who are the people who are your listeners, yeah. but who are the people you really want to target as a guest. Yeah. It's absolutely worth it for. Mm-hmm. So you have to be clear with the agenda of the show. What is the main purpose of the show is? For me, my show was interviews with entrepreneurs. So a lot of people ask me that question, why interviews with entrepreneurs? It's super simple. But I was like, okay, I wanted to keep it super simple. Interviews with entrepreneurs. It's clearly saying mm-hmm. who are the people whom I'm interviewing on my show. It's mm-hmm. like entrepreneurs, simple. Mm-hmm. So your show name and your agenda of the show should be clear. Yeah. Once it gets clear, now you're going to create your list of the influencers or your dream 100. Mm-hmm. Now you have the list done. Now the second thing, again, it's like probably kind of a one-time task you do at least for now, because then it's like go and implement the rest of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Once you're clear who are your dream 100, where they are actually super active on, is there their Facebook groups or in someone else's Facebook groups mm-hmm. or their profiles and plus their profiles. If you know, like if their profiles are handled by themselves, or they are, you know, gatekeepers, what we call, you know, yeah. the gatekeepers. Yep. Mm-hmm. If you actually know who are those people, it becomes easier for you to understand how to actually lead them to the way where you can actually ask them for an interview. Mm-hmm. So if they're in a Facebook group, mostly try to see and have a look on people who are Facebook groups. Easier to access those people because mm-hmm. when they are in the Facebook groups, they're going to be engaging a lot more with their people. Mm-hmm. So start to create content to create your exposure. Not only that, but to create your existence in front of those people. Yep, they become aware that you exist. You actually yep. exist in this world. Yeah. Existence plays a lot of role because nobody owes you anything. Nobody no. owes you your any time out there. Why why they should be on your show out there? But you have to make sure they they're missing out something out there for not being on your show. Hmm. So for that, you have to at least even if you're in the initial start, obviously you can't do it in the initial start, but you can at least have them. They are only gonna say yes if they feel like okay, you're gonna create good experience for them. Yeah, they're so, gonna get something out of of value out yeah. of from doing doing the interview with you, of course. Yes. Value, exposure, good uh, conversation, so mm. many things, good experience, mm. so many things plays a lot of rules. So, mm. 
when you're cre uh, creating content, when you're engaging with them, and you, now you know you have your existence in the space or mm -hmm. existence with that particular group, now reach out to them. So I have a particular script that I used. I'm going to give a girl as well that script. So she can going to add up like probably in show notes or something like that as well. Okay, so, we'll, we'll, so what yeah. we'll do is, what we do, RJ, we'll create that as a freebie. And, yep. we'll, um, and if you send us a link for that, um, we will add that to the notes, the show notes. And if you were watching this on YouTube in the description, they can click on it and they can download that script. Yep, so thank thank you for that. You're welcome. So I have a script out there that you can you go and use. It works like crazy, like like crazy. There are a lot of people who never did the show hmm. and then they got like best-selling authors on their shows in their first three guests or like right. seven, eight-figure entrepreneurs on their show. So I know Okay, so works. I need to use a script as well because I'm looking for more guests for my show. <laughs> yep, yep, do it. So it, it is pretty good, pretty simple, but pretty straightforward out there because in that script, you're actually not creating yourself in a kind of like a victim mentality where first of all, they owe you something or, you know, they owe you something or something like that. Mm. You're actually like asking them that, hey, I have a show. I would love to have you as my guest. If I have some previous guests, I name them that I have interviewed these people on my show. Mm -hmm. I'd love to have you for 30 minutes of your time. If you're good to go, send me your calendar or let me know who is the best person to make it happen. Mm -hmm. So I'm not demanding, but I'm giving them every single option. Mm -hmm. So when you're reaching out to them, you need two answers. Yes or no. Yeah. The only thing we don't need is ignored you know and it's being common you, know? you don't want to be ignored yeah, yeah or ghosted simple word yeah. you know or ghosted yeah. so if you get yes awesome book them up mm. make sure to book them up on calendar do it don't be like oral don't be like hey okay what about this time what about this time i don't do it anytime i've done that once and i faced that thing out there i booked an interview with jim edwards mm. And at that moment, my account got, you know, suspended on Facebook. I got Facebook slap, super common thing. Mm. But that interview wasn't on my calendar and it didn't happen. And then now it took me one more year again to get Jim on the show. Now I have booked him up for my upcoming shows. But again, that was a huge mistake. Mm. I realized that never in the future I have done that exact same thing again. Mm. So be sure to have it on calendar. Basically be professional. I think these, these are things yep. are basics and be, being professional, being on time, being professional and, um, and sticking to your, if you have a guest, make sure you interview them at the right time, not be late or so forth. Or postpone a lot of people out there really missed out these steps. Yeah. These are, these are, I think these are common professional. Um, yeah. I think these are professional courtesies and, you know, and professionalism. If, if you lack this, then you shouldn't really be working for yourself and be, you know, really serious as an entrepreneur because these are things which are, I think, um, are essential. <laughs> yeah, so so true, so true, absolutely. So when you get them on a show, let's say if someone said no, that's that's still fine. You obviously got an answer. Mm. I got a lot of no's. When you get a no, you ask a condition. What is the best way we can make this interview happen? Right. Okay. Or what is the perfect criteria to have you on the show? They're going to give you a reason. Even if they say, okay, you get a thousand downloads, sweet. You have the condition and criteria for mm. getting that guest on the show. So I reached out to Grant Cardone's assistant. Okay. Mm. So when I reached out to her assistant, she was like, hey, reach back out to us for after six months. I was like, cool. I'm going to wait for six months. I'm going to get you guys back again. What's that actually? Mm. It is a condition. So it could be anything. When I reached out to Steve, I got Steve Larson twice on my show. Hmm. When I got Steve for the first time, when I reached out to her assistant, she said, uh, we'd love to have Steve on your show, but get 50 downloads or 50 views on your episodes. That's more than enough. Hmm. What, what that is actually, it's a no with a condition. Yeah. Hmm. So then I got 50, 50 views on my episodes, took the screenshot, got back over there, got Steve for the very first time. Hmm. So that's how I actually do it. So, and if you get ignored, there's one thing that 
I call constructive follow-ups. You know, you have to do a follow-up, but constructively. You don't be like a bee that is going any, every elsewhere out there just to like, mm. them and be like that. If you do it constructively, they're going to feel like, oh man, I would be on his show. I would love to be on his show. Something like that. When you do it constructively, there are some people out there that I got on my show, took me one year to do it. Hmm. even though they said yes but it took me one year to actually book them up on the calendar hmm. so when you don't think about that way so it's gonna become super harder for you and don't wait for one guest at a time hmm. reach out on a bulk level reach out to four to five people because hmm. out of four to five people out there let's say if two two of them said no one of them have literally ghosted you two of them said yes i do weekly shows so Two weeks are already guests for, mm. for the next two weeks and two episodes are booked for me. Mm. So you have to choose the number of episodes per week on a frequency you can actually do without having burnouts. Mm. When you do it and when you do it consistently, only then it creates your frequency that your audience it creates the momentum and expectation yeah Yeah. so consistency is the key i agree that's something that i picked up from steam larson as well when he was talking about it you have to be consistent yeah and i agree yeah and if if the momentum only builds after you've been consistent for a while this is the key it is and when you when you're clear okay i'm gonna do let's say one time a week two time a week that's okay but then stick to it for me, I have done had done like 52 interviews consistent, 52 weeks. Hmm. Because when I was doing that, a lot of people was noticing me that, hey, the people who didn't even knew me that I was existed in the space, it created my existence. Hmm. It created my exposure. Now, when I was getting other guests, they were like, dude, you've interviewed so many of our friends. I was like, let me know who's left now. And these were seven, eight figure people. Hmm. They knew me because I got other people out there hmm. around them as my guest. It, it makes it super easier for you to get other people on your shows yeah. just because now other people are getting and now they're sharing your content. Fun fact, guys, for today, what happened actually right now, uh, uh, probably an hour back, there's a guy, uh, his name is Law Payne. He made over $150 million in sales. He mm. have a following around 1.2 million followers on Instagram. Mm. So I interviewed him on my show and I had a piece of content, you know, the Insta content, like mini clip. I sent him that mini clip. He posted on his instagram right now hmm. so he have 1.2 million followers think Watching about it that clip way. yeah yeah and even like if his engagement is like five to ten percent i'm good to go 50 to 100 views easy yeah so so think about those exposures in that way so think about that mm. long-term mindset when you're building a show so yeah that's that's one of the main things out there especially when you're just starting out Okay, so this is brilliant. This is gold, pure gold, RJ, just for the initial steps. So we haven't got to the point of how to crush the bloody interview. We've just talked about how yep. to even set the interview up in the first place, has to get in the right frame of mind, um, setting, a, thinking of a show, which form are you going to do, a YouTube or podcast or a, a Facebook Live or whatever, whichever format you're going to have. And most importantly, be consistent. Whatever you do, whatever, you know, if it's once a week or twice a week or thrice a week, it has to be consistent. And the fact that you have the mindset that you, you know the fact that you're going to get rejected, you're going to hear no's and be prepared for that and know how to work around it. Sometimes you have to ask, okay, well, how can I make it happen and find out ways. And if they just ghost you, well, then <laughs> they've ghosted you. Yeah. So uh, that's, I think that itself is a pure goal because let's now talk about how to actually, so once you've got someone like Steve Lawson or one, of, I've forgotten the name of the person you just mentioned on board yeah. and they come on, how do you get, she crushed the interview yourself. So how do you make yourself different um, and yeah. how do you make your show different compared to everything else? So I have a five-step framework out there that I'm okay. going to talk about right now. And it 
again all of these are implementation if you ever want to notice that thing just go check out my any of my interviews because when i started out in the initial start i've literally messed up few interviews with seven eight figure people because i didn't knew how to do it hmm. and i felt like they're going to hate me they're going to they're not going to like me they're never going to respond to me but actually you know later on i was like nurturing them a lot i made pretty good relations with them but yeah i knew that i was messing that up slowly <laughs> and gradually when i became god you know as you talked about steve Catherine before that I interviewed like Catherine Jones that interview and the interview with Steve that went like that blew up like crazy Steve loved that Catherine loved that I got Steve again on the show because her assistant asked me that Steve want to be on your show again mm-hmm. and on the show he said I don't get on shows second time too often man I love your show mm-hmm. and he said that on camera so it was huge mm-hmm. so they loved it when they started to love the show I started to understand the process what's actually mm-hmm. happening So I'm going to talk about that right now. Okay, perfect. So like, let's go through your five-step process. What's step yeah. one? So the very first step is actually kind of common, but it's like their backstory, okay? But again, for the backstory, there are two things. If you and your people know about their backstory, then don't ask. Please, don't do it. Hmm. But if your people and you specifically don't know about their backstory, then ask. Hmm. Common example. If we think about Russell Brunson, hmm. we know Russell Brunson have a potato gun story. Yeah, we know that everybody knows his potato gun yeah. story. <laughs> so, it's going to be crazy for you being a funnel hacker or in ClickFunnels community and then you're asking, "Hey Russell, could you talk about your backstory of how you started?" Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's not going to make any sense. Yeah. So, you have to be clear with that. There are some like major people in the fields who, for whom we don't know the backstory. It's okay, ask them. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to make sure who are those people who actually need to ask about the backstory. Mm-hmm. To not create awkwardness. Okay. Mm-hmm. So people really messed that up out there. Some people I saw even asked Russell Brunson like, "Hey Russell, what you do? Are you crazy?" Maybe <laughs> like 100 million dollar per year company out there, SaaS company, built the craziest entrepreneurs community uh, ever. Like, yeah, I think space. yeah, and, it has. Yeah. Has. yeah, and you're asking like, "Hey Russell, what you do?" Like, ah, uh, that's crazy. I would never ask Russell, "Hey, how you started?" <laughs> so first thing is is the backstory, but mm-hmm. make sure if you and your people don't know about their backstory, only then ask. Otherwise, mm-hmm. don't ask. Okay. Next next thing comes up is their core thing. You have to understand and you have to know what is their core thing that they are known for. Okay? For Russell, he's known for funnels. He, mm. He's known for these stuff. For Steve, he's known for offer creation. Okay? So you have to again, it happens on your research. So you have to make sure you You, heard you so you podcast. do your research. Yeah. Yeah, do your research. Do your due diligence. Watch their previous podcast, do a research on them and see like what are their things that they're super good at or they're known for. their core thing so ask around ask questions around their core thing hmm. common example like steve is called the king of offer creations so i asked steve when i got him on the show like hey steve how you actually became the king of offer creation hmm. so that is the, his core thing but i actually asked about it like how it actually originated hmm. so it is his core thing hmm. so when you ask something around their core thing people also get familiar and they it's something revolving around their particular thing out there that's yeah. their core thing it shows the fact i think something a question like that rather than asking what do you what do you do and what do you offer and actually asking a specific question like this so how did you become known yeah. as the offer king that shows one that you've done your your research you know about them and the fact that you're prepared when you're you're actually doing the interview you're not just you know rambling off um, random questions that's yeah. a very powerful thing yeah. so true and for this whole example i'm going to talk about steve because for for steve's part it's going to be easier for people to relate about with one yeah. person of how the yeah. process have been applied so that came the exact same thing second thing you have to make sure again as you said about that <laughs> 
try to ask questions. You know, one of the most common questions that people ask, what is the advice you're going to, uh, you know, say to like 20 year old you, blah, 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 something like that. Hmm. A crazy question. I, a super common question when you're asking like with the seven, eight figure people. I don't like to ask these questions. I don't ask generic questions. Hmm. I don't recommend to ask generic questions because even though you love to ask, it's already been asked before. A million times. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Why are you asking same questions when you have the opportunity to make the experience and your questions different? Hmm. so don't ask especially like with what you can use what in so many good ways but most people do that way what is your the favorite books you read what is the mistakes you made in your life like why are you asking that does Hmm. that even make sense because even if it makes sense to you it doesn't make sense to them because Hmm. you have to think about them as well not be like hey i have this question around me as a coaching and now i'm asking them on an interview don't do it it's gonna mess up so that's the important thing Second thing is, before when we talk about the core thing, uh, before going to the next thing out there, I want to talk about transitions. Hmm. People suck at transitioning from one question to another question. Hmm. So one of the common thing, when people, you have to make sure when someone is answering, when someone is talking, listen at what they are actually saying, because when you're listening correctly or when you're listening in a correct way and you have focus on that, what actually happen is you, you can come up with a follow up questions. Hmm. First thing, of course. You can, you can reply correctly. You probably you probably heard or saw people when someone reply and there comes a five to 10 seconds gap hmm. and there's nothing actually happening. Super weird moment. <laughs> Awkward moment yeah. out there. And, I, and me as a host, when I see someone does that, I'm like, oh, yeah, you cringe. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, I, think, I think this, I think the key here, RJ, is actually listening to the answers and yeah. trying, not just hearing, but listening and trying to digest what they're saying and then asking questions in the way that the audience people, you know, people who are listening would actually ask the question. Okay. So how does that mean? I mean, what does that mean? And yeah. how does that, you know, and the follow-up question, which come naturally, it's not something that you have to work at and think in you know, and have before beforehand. I mean, my, my general way of question is I have no notes. Like I never make notes when I'm talking to my, you know, my Same. guests. Uh, I have an idea of who they are. I know what they do and I, what they, I know what they're about. Um, generally, if I, I don't know the backstory, I'm not even concerned about researching it because I'll ask them through that. And then the beauty of this is when they're talking it through, I'm learning about it. And, I'm, and I tend to ask them questions, which I would naturally like, okay, so yeah. what happened then? And how did you overcome this? And oh my goodness. And the reaction you give when they're sharing the story for the first time they appreciate it and you're with the audience and I think that works really well they're rather than having those you know 10 point prepared question like ask one and two and three and four and artificially move forward I completely get that I completely agree with it and that flow that flow the interview flows whereas otherwise it's sort of got just jig jags from one point to yeah. the next right so true and that that's the thing that is why I'm before I moved on the next one transitioning because transitioning plays a huge role for making again yourself and you get excited when they're actually moving to the next question yeah the first thing you come you can uh, come up with a follow-up question that's the first way to do it Hmm. the second way to do it is react in a way where you actually now explaining your audience what they actually said you know kind of a summary Hmm. now they're like oh okay you can do something like okay if someone says something oh my god that's awesome that's really awesome so okay these were so many things that you actually did which was great and what about now you're going for the next question yeah you're actually transitioning. If you really don't know how to transition, you're going to mess up every single time because yeah. that few seconds gap yeah. really creates a mess. Yeah. So we, someone actually did one thing. 
Yeah. So, which was good. Someone said uh, when he she was answering a question, she was like, "Do what you love to do, and you're gonna be like super good with it." And I was like, "Hey, you know, I have a follow up question with that. There's a difference between do what you love to do, but sometimes that love what you do doesn't profit hey, the bills for your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how anyone can cope up with that?" And she was like, "Dude, you're actually listening it like." so awesomely she loved it she was like <laughs> oh my god you're like putting out like these mini pieces out there like crazy mm. so it helped me to build a connection with her mm. uh, because she loved the experience so when you actually do that way it becomes like super easier for you to lead up the show as well mm. yeah it does and it, it shows engagement with your you know your engagement with the guests which is super important so true. if you don't have chemistry with your guest it's the, the show is going to fall flat on its face as simple as that yeah yeah when we talk about the core thing that's the second thing and we talked about transitioning mm-hmm. the next thing we talk about something related to them on a personal level mm-hmm. so we're not talking about like targeting them or like wooing them or something like that but we are talking about their personal interests they're humans at the mm-hmm. end of the day yeah. they love something at the end of the day if we're talking about their interests or what they love what they love to do it is a really good point like even opening them even more because now you have done your personal research again when we talk about sweet steve I asked Steve how you thought about of writing your own book hmm. because he said that in the past because hey I'm going to be an author I'm going to do this and that and he loved that he was like oh man you know thank you so much for putting that question up and then he was talking about his story that he wrote his few you know few lessons or chapters in his expert secrets book in the hmm. updated version of expert secrets hmm. so he wrote everything on his own he didn't uh, got any ghost writers when even Russell talked about that hmm. so he was talking about his experience and he talked about he had planned for five more books so he wanted to write a book that is something that is related to him on his personal level at the moment hmm. and he loved it so ask something what's their interest is even though in their normal life or something like that i saw some people out there who love something on a normal life i asked them question around that but i want uh, to let people know around the personal level and i want to be engaged even more yeah if people if your guests are not engaging with you or not feel that connection it's hard for you to get in you know after the podcast to stay in touch with them yeah. super hard it's not po- even possible to actually do it mm. the only reason why i was been able to build super awesome connections with those people and being 21 being in pakistan being in a kind of low t- uh, tier country or their third world country but still managed to do it is because mm. i was pretty again not to brag but i was pretty good in making connections and again nurturing mm. them i'm super good mm. i used my skills to do it and why not like why not why not and yeah. I, i think i think okay so you have some limiting beliefs as well uh, you just mentioned something <laughs> so i'm going to give you some commentary yes. on that um th- your location has nothing to do with your value so you know whichever country you're in and by the way my family comes from pakistan so please don't dish back <laughs> pakistan um but i do understand what you're where you're coming from yeah. because i do understand what you're saying but um honestly your location has nothing to do with the value offer and you offer a value and that's where we you are and that's what we're talking here right now um, so we're true. not speaking here because um you know i i i found you in some amazing thing and xyz happened or whatever yeah. or because i'm i'm pitting you for god's sake nothing not at all i we 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 connected and we connected on the on actual on facebook yeah um fell in love with your character your charisma and I thought, oh my god he needs to be on my on my show invited you over we had the first uh, friday feature amazing interview we're having this fabulous conversation now so you have value dude yeah, <laughs> own that own that, that. In, 
I, I really do earn that right now, but I think that's a common objection that people face. What I actually yes, I, I know, I understand that objections. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I'm a, like a, my country. Who is going to you know? I'm from here, Pakistan. Who's going to listen to me? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I get that. Who's going to listen to me? Like, are these people who are living in tier one countries going to be our friends? Or like, dude, they're humans. Consider yeah. them like a human. Yeah. So a few days back, I actually posted a post where like, hey, you know, I think the camera is pretty, or I'm starting to look I pretty. Know, now. That's <laughs> pretty cute. I thought that's really cute. <laughs> And people can relate to it because I, that's a part of my story. I say yeah. that every single time whenever I jump on any podcast, people can relate to it, what I'm saying right now. So super easy for me to connect with them again. And they were like, every single person was like, yeah, yes, the camera or like you or the camera. I'm like, yeah, Fine, yeah. I, remember I, that. I remember that. I remember the post was pretty cute. Yeah, that was pretty good. So here's the thing. When you talk about something related to them on a personal level, it really opens up a lot of things. They really open up as well. Yeah. The next thing comes up is, their current state of business. Now you need to turn on what's their current state of business is. Again, let's talk about Steve. At that moment, Steve had an offer mine event. So I was like, okay, now I've already listened to what he said about the book. I'm like, hey, Steve, let's talk about offer mine. You're coming up with this stuff. Talk us about that. What's offer mine is, how it can be a good fit for people out there. Talk us about offer mine is. So now what you're actually doing is now you're transitioning it to something that's happening to them on the And you're, gonna, you're helping them to promote the business. Yeah. Mm. They, that's their current state of business is. Yeah. Now you have to lead it that way. People actually don't know how to end the show as well. They mm. actually don't know. I'm going to talk about that as well. Common mistakes people do if they optimize it, it's going to help them out even more. Mm. So when they talk about their current state of business, common example, as I said, uh, about Steve, he had an offer mind event. I was like, talk us about offer mind. He's going to talk us about that. It's going to be again, taking like five minutes or so. Hmm. Awesome. And then make sure again, some people also like just because of their own sake, they miss out their call to actions. Hmm. They actually did that, which is crazy. So be sure to ask their call to action. Even though you ask their current state of business, even though they want to promote, like for Steve, if you want to promote offer mind, fine, but ask about it like ask about offer mind ask about those things still like where people can find about you right now or mm. anything that you're going on right now mm. okay that's their current call to action here's the funny thing that's the end the end is people actually don't know how to end the show when they end the show what they actually do people gonna relate to it is hey could we end the show i think let's end the show okay let's, let's, let's do it. <laughs> i'm so glad i don't have any of these issues <laughs> yeah and it is common and here's the thing i have done like so many interviews i've refined that process it's because i've done that in the past and i've saw people doing it i don't want to be a guru with a lambo who's just teaching the process he never executed for yeah. me it's like i've done those processes and then i'm going to implement it yeah the best way to actually lead and end the show when you've asked someone's call to action ask them hey what is the last thing that you want to say before we round the show up or yeah, anything that's a that very easy say, way. Yeah. You're giving them yeah. indication that you're ending the show right now. It's, yeah. it's going to be the end. Mm. Now, when they're actually going to be like talking their last words, just thank them. Hey, thank you so much for being on the show. Guys, thank you so much. We're going to definitely going to see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye. That's it. Not be like, bye. Thank you so much. Let's end it. Should we end the show? Like, why do that? <laughs> Even though you crushed the show, why are you like really messing up in the end? Like that really pisses me off a lot. And whenever, like crazy enough, I had done uh, 33 interviews as a guest uh, in the last three weeks, which I'm super grateful. Again, zero bragging at all. But every time I was on as a guest, most of the time after the interview ended, all of them were asking, hey, bro, how was the experience? Like anything you want to say to us like that we can use and refine because they know I'm a host. Mm. Then they watch my shows. 
So they wanted some of those tips or tricks out there that they can go and refine. I was mm-hmm. like, most of you guys are having problem with their call to actions mm-hmm. or they're leading to end. Mm-hmm. Most people are not leading to end correctly or they don't transition it connect- correctly or they like mm-hmm. interrupt a lot when they're speaking. When someone is speaking, there's a way to interrupt it. When you're like interrupting and like, when someone is on your show, they're going to be the per- a person out there who's going to talk yeah, a lot. Yeah. Not you. So when people really does that, it makes me super frustrated. And when I was on the show, someone did that. I'm like, dude, work on it. And he was like, hey, man, you know, that's my bad habit. I was like, fix it then. Please. I, that was me. I'm super fine with people out there who, who have their first shows, their last show, whatever it is, because they're humans. You know, people can make mistakes. If I'm being on there and they're asking me, I'm good to go letting them know about that. And I don't have any issues with that at all mm-hmm. because I know I was there at the point. Yeah. But not everyone is going to be like that. Not everyone is going to be like seven or eight figure. I'm getting a person out there right now who is a nine figure uh, earner and they're making like nine figures every single year. Oh, on wow. A basis. If you, uh, we're going to talk about that later on. It's a super surprise. But, uh, but yeah, like those things happen later on. But in the initial start, you fix that process. So these yeah, are. You have to refine things. it. You have to refine it, which is basically, I think they, all the tips you've given so far would allow someone to start off their 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 podcasting or their um, hosting journey at least start off and then obviously you learn from your mistakes you refine the process but not to let themselves hold themselves back based on the fact that they're yeah. inexperienced or they don't have access to all these guests as well and they i think have to that, mess it up. yeah yeah i mean so probably early on it's probably better for you to interview some people who are you yeah. know local the ones you know i did that I, i'm hands up so when i was um when i was first going online I mean, not with my podcast. I think pod, by the time I came to podcast, I was very refined in speaking online. I'd been doing it for a while. But when I first came online, I was very scared. I was very apprehensive, right? Even mm. though I'm a, I'm a trained speaker, I'm a barrister for God's sakes. That's what we were trained to yeah. do is speak, right? Yet speaking in a court environment and speaking in a professional environment and speaking online are very different. Yet you need to have the confidence True. to speak in both. I was very, you know, with a very serious face and very refined and very, you know, it was just, it was so different. It was like very stiff, like, you know, the way I would be in court, you know, the way I would be in court, very reserved, very conservative. That's not me. So I remember it took me a while to come out of there. And when I was speaking to people and interviewing people, I was, I had the notes and I I knew it was good to ask. And all the mistakes you're talking about, I think somewhere on the lines, I did this in my early years, but again, when I was interviewing them for whatever, be it for my mastermind or it was mastermind that existed at the time, you know, what are my programs? Because I interview people for my programs. I remember doing that. Whereas by the time the podcast came in, I was so in the flow of speaking by myself or when I'm speaking to guests. I think these things have naturally, you just naturally refine yourself. You naturally come out of those and you know how to deal with them. I think that works. But I think all the tips you've given today are fabulous. Now, that brings me on to you. So tell us, you know, what, where can we find you and what are you doing? So I'm going to push you on to you now. What are you doing at the moment, Rajesh? So, you know, tell us about what's going on with your life. Yeah, so there are like only two things I'm actually doing right now. First of all, interviewing guests interviewing like awesome, awesome people out there because the, I feel like whenever I get a guest on my show and I did an interview, I feel like more energetic. I really mm. love what I do. Mm. And it, and as I said, you know, it, there's a difference between what you love, what you do, and actually that also brings you money. It does bring yeah. me money out there. It does. Yeah. So I'm pretty good to go with it. Mm. And right now, you know, as Gold knows, I'm, I'm working on a book and I launched that book out there, which is called Decades in Days. Yep. So it's going to be in the show notes and everywhere down below. Get the copy out there. I'm reading and doing a walkthrough of every single chapter right now, explaining mm. how you can implement it in your business. 
Wonderful. Which is crazy because I don't want people to read a book and consider it like another book. I want mm. them to implement it regardless whatever their business model is. So yeah. So tell us where can we find you? By the way, in all the links that uh, I'm just going to mention will be in. If you're watching the, if you're listening to the podcast, will be in the show notes, and if you are watching this on YouTube, down below would be in the description. Yep. But for for just tell us where we can connect. How can we connect with you? So not just to download your book, but how can we connect with RJ online? Yep. On Facebook, you can go and search on RJ Ahmed or on Instagram, it's RJ Ahmed. And yeah, we can go from there, be the part of my world. Yeah. And we can talk about everything. Okay. Wonderful. 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 Well, thank you so much for being an amazing guest. I think I need to be a guest on yours as well, because I need to come and be a guest on I yours. Would love to, <laughs> I, I would love to have you on my show. It's like, bam, that's it. I would love to be your guest as we can reverse the roles and I can be teaching for, for to your audience as well, which would be wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being such an amazing guest. I think you're the youngest guest we've had so far, but wow. by far the most entertaining and the one conversation, like I said, I really enjoyed our conversation. So we have to have you back. So we will have you back on Money Talkies again. Um, I think you are fabulous. For those listening, thank you so much for joining me and Archer today on Money Talkies. I will be back on Money Talkies with another amazing guest sharing some more strategies, some more tools helping us to build better and better businesses. So until the next time we meet, this is Golkan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com and if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop and if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money then go and get my book Laws of Money from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.